We are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zakari Show. Uh, and I am, yes, back here for another action-packed evening. It's uh, 7 o'clock West Coast time. It means it's 10 o'clock East Coast time. And it's uh, 9 o'clock Texas time. So we are here. We're live. And I'm telling you, we are in a, uh, I mean, we're, we're in an alternate universe. I mean, we, we really are. We're in an, we're in an alternate universe, my friends. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe uh, today's events. Now, I want to get to, um, the, the, we're talking about fat people. I mean, that that's what we're, that's what we're doing now. We're, we're, that's. Uh, a, a, a big conversation. We're talking about fat people, but we got fat people to talk about. We got the state of the race. Um, we got a whole bunch of stuff, but right now the breaking news that uh, hasn't gotten a ton of play. It's gotten it's gotten play, but it hasn't been uh, getting the breakdown that it should. And that's the 9-11 bill that was passed by the Senate, by the House. Obama then vetoed it, and he just got his first override. Now, I think that's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. Bush had four veto overrides. Uh, Clinton had uh, two. And Reagan had nine. Obama, in seven and a half years, never had one. That's amazing. That's amazing. And imagine, the Republicans came into power and they're supposed to check the president. They're, they're supposed to make sure that the Democrats don't get too extreme. I mean, that's what uh, four uh, vetoes against Bush means. That's what two vetoes against Clinton mean. And that's what nine vetoes against uh, Reagan means. But this president, nothing. This president, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's amazing. But his veto was overrode today. Something like, uh, I don't know, 97 to 1. So, something ridiculous like that. And it's funny because Tim Kaine didn't vote. Bernie Sanders didn't vote. And Harry Reid did not vote. Now, on Harry Reid's part, doesn't matter. He's retiring. I don't know if Bernie's retiring. Don't know how long he's going to stick around for. And I guess Tim Kaine figures 
it's a lock that he's going to be the vice president. Got to figure that's what he's thinking. But today, Obama does this town hall. Now, here's a question I got. Any site that is not a liberal site is considered a far right site. That's what they call. It. Oh, that's a that's a that's a far right blog. That's a that's a far right radio channel. Fox is considered conservative. That's conservative TV. You always hear people like Mar, Michael Moore. Whenever Fox's name comes up, they just roll their eyes. So my question is, what is CNN? What is CNN considered? If Fox is far right and MSNBC is far left, what is CNN? Is CNN neutral? I mean, is is CNN considered to the masses as neutral? I don't know. Like I said, today's been just a fantasy world. It's been an alternate universe. So, Hack Tapper. That's what we call him, the Hack. The Hack Tapper. And I know Hack Tapper. I know him personally. I did an interview with him about 15 years ago. So, I know Hack Tapper. I know Hack Tapper when he was working for Nightline. All right? I know Hack. And he's a hack. Just want to throw that out there. But Hack Tapper is doing this uh, military town hall with Obama. And he brings up the 9-11 veto override. And Obama goes into this whole explanation of why passing this legislation was wrong. And, and, and basically it was passed because it's election year and you don't want to go against 9-11 families. The legislation is wrong. And it puts our people in danger. And Hack Tapper is just sitting there shaking his head like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Barack Hussein Obama goes on to give this explanation and it's such a crazy explanation. It really is. It, it, it's, it, it's a crazy explanation. And when you say to somebody, you're not even on the same, same playing field. You're not, you're not even talking about the same sport. You're, you're comparing apples to oranges. It's exactly what Hussein was doing. The explanation of why the legislation is bad. And again, Hack Tapper is just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I say, if Fox is far right and MSNBC is far left, even though nobody describes them as far left, what the hell is CNN? Because when you're just going, mm-hmm, 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 all right, let's take another question. You are pretty left of the extreme dial. 
especially when Obama gives this answer. It puts our servicemen in harm's way. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. All of the humanitarian work we do in places such as Haiti, let's say one of our servicemen is driving one of the Jeeps, and they get into an accident. All right? They, they get into a traffic accident, and somebody gets injured. That government, the Haitian government, can now sue the United States of America. They can now sue the United States of America for a traffic accident. Now, Jake, that's, that's a dangerous precedent. That, that, that's something that we just can't have. We can't have that. And Jake goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Now let's go to a question from this individual. And I'm thinking to myself, so the president is comparing 14 or 15 Saudis who commandeered three passenger planes with the help of individuals from the Saudi government. Rather, it was the president, or whatever the hell they call each other over there. Rather, it was an ambassador. Rather, it was Prince Bandatar. Whoever. It was a coordinated attack. Okay? It was a coordinated attack. Those 28 pages that we were all finally able to take a look at, even though they were still blacked out everywhere, paints a picture of the Saudi government being involved. And if you read those 28 pages and you don't see connections, you're retarded. All right, I'm sorry I'm not being politically correct, especially when I have a child on the way, and the general rule of thumb is using the word retard normally puts a jinx on you. But I'm going to take that risk. I'm going to take that risk just to prove the point that you got to be a retard. If you read that paperwork and go, I don't see a connection. Don't see a connection at all. Absolutely no connection. Anybody that says there's a connection are cuckoo cabanas. Of course not. You read those 28 pages and you go, 100% there's a connection. And there's always been connections as far as terrorism. Hey, come on, man. 90% of the time, 90% of the time, when one of these attacks happen, you can always trace it back to Saudi Arabia. You could always trace it back 
rather it's San Bernardino, rather it's Orlando, Fort Hood. There's always some connection to Saudi Arabia. Somebody was born in Pakistan, and they eventually moved and lived in Saudi Arabia. There's always a connection to Saudi Arabia. And here's this president saying, we do good work in places like Haiti, and a traffic accident is the same as a coordinated attack that kills 3,000 people involving individuals in the Saudi government. Rather, they're mid-level, low-level, or at an arm's length. And Hack Tapper just looks at him, "Uh uh-huh, 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 all right, let's go to, no pushback. Not one, just not even a nudge. Not even a nudge. Not even a nudge. I mean, it's astonishing. It's astonishing. To use a traffic accident as to why this bill should not have been passed. Talking about terror attacks. And then the other uh, reasoning, the other example Obama uses is saying, well, take England, for example. They have radicals there. They, they, they have homegrown terrorists. We've seen that. What if one of those individuals come to the United States and perpetrate an attack? Are we going to sue our closest ally again? Using not even apples and oranges. He's using an example that did not exist. I will repeat. You've got to be a full-fledged retard. If after you read the 28 pages that were finally released to the public that talks about Saudi Arabia's involvement. You got to be a retard if after you read those 28 pages and go, oh, definitely no connection. You got to be a retard if you take that information and apply it to all the other information that we know that involves terrorism, jihadists in Saudi Arabia. I mean, Osama bin Laden is from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia basically said to bin Laden and the rest of them, listen, 
We will let you guys do what you do. We will even fund what you do. But you have to guarantee that you will not bring it here. Again, these are not conspiracy theories. These aren't Alex Jones chemtrail theories. These aren't Glenn Beck carrying around some ancient artifact that proves to be a fugazi. Legitimate. It's real. Like I said, you gotta be a retard. Not to go, yeah, of course there's a connection. And for the president to use these whack excuses. Well, what are you gonna go after Britain? Well, you know what? We'll go after Britain a hundred percent. If we find out that Britain or people in the parliament were funding this terrorist, there were uh, madrasas and things of that nature. I mean, come on. I, I mean, think about it. Obama's using a traffic accident in Haiti and a radical. Who would be born in Germany or, uh, you know, Great Britain or wherever? And again, Jake Tapper just, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, let's go to another question. Let's go to another question. Let's go to another question. And then Obama goes, Jake, in my final point, if we think a country is responsible for a terrorist attack, we put them on the state sponsor of terror, and we go after them. Really? Isn't Iran on the state sponsor terror list? Isn't Iran on the state sponsor terror list? Right? They're on right? I'm I'm they haven't come off that list. And we're doing business with Iran. They've put in place the wheels that are turning so that companies like Boeing can do business with Iran. Again, Hack Tapper sits there and goes, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, Hack Tapper's like Lester Holt. So thrilled that he has the job he has. He's not going to piss off any of these Democrats. He's not going to piss off any of these people that control the strings. Or he'll be back Interviewing pornographers for Nightline. Iran is a state sponsor of terror, and we do business with them. We do business with them. We've given them, um, what, $1.5, $1.6, $1.7 billion. We've given them ransom money. 
We've given them the power to do what they're doing in the Middle East. They're a state sponsor of terror, and we do nothing about it. We do business with them. So every one of these instances that Obama brought up, Hack Tapper could easily, easily have nudged them and said, well, Mr. President, what about this? What about that? What about this? Nothing. Just went, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I bet you Hack Tapper, I bet you Hack Tapper would, would let Obama get it on with his wife like a good cuck. Seriously, I, I think Hack Tapper would have no problem with sitting in the corner and watching Obama take down his wife. And Obama call him a, a sissy boy. I think Hack Tapper would have no problem. Matter of fact, I, I, I think that's where they're off to. I, I think they're off to, to, to a hotel somewhere or maybe the green room. Hack's going to be like, Mr. President, this is my wife. Can we get on with the cucking? Please? Please? While you're doing it, I, I want to put my face like three inches away from where the action is. I just, I, I please, can I do that? Will, will you, will you, how about this? Can I place my head under the action so maybe I can get a little sweat? from your member onto my face. Maybe I'll even open my mouth like I'm in the desert and, and I find, like, I don't know, a leaf or a worm that, that, that has a, a water dripping from it. And I'm, I just put it to my mouth so I can try to get just one little drip of water on my tongue. Can I do that under your member? I want to be a good cuck. Can I do that, Mr. President? That's Hack Tapper. That's what he did. That's what he did tonight. Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. Uh, what if we get in a car accident with Haiti? Oh, totally makes sense. What if somebody from Great Britain bombs us? Oh, totally makes sense. We just label someone a state-sponsored terror, then we go after them. We don't, we're, we don't have to lock this up in the courts. Come on. Wow. Three... Rationales. And, he, and Obama goes, they didn't even debate on this. What do you mean? Why would they debate? It's not even close. They had a bill that got, I mean, I mean he, he's like a, he's supposed to be a constitutional law professor. Okay? He's supposed to be the smartest person in the effing world. Okay? He's supposed to be smarter than Stephen Hawking's and Bill Gates. And uh, the Apple guy, Jobs, he's supposed to be smarter than all three of them put together. And he knows that when you have a certain amount of votes, there is no discussion. He knows that. There doesn't need to be a discussion. He goes, you know, after the bill was passed, uh, senators came up to me and said, you know, we didn't. To look at the bill. We didn't even know what the, was in the bill. You didn't know what was in the bill? 
This isn't something that happened in the middle of the night. This wasn't Obamacare. This wasn't a thousand pages. It's pretty straightforward. You, uh, you got. I guess you're. I guess. I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not known, but there's Obama saying that a whole bunch of people in Congress are retards. They're just they're retards. They they had no idea what was in the bill. There's no idea because they didn't get a chance to look at it. This what I, I, and again, Hack Tapper, the world's biggest cuck, is just sitting there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Please, Mr. President, cuck me, please. This is my wife. Yes. Lay it across her forehead. I want you to put it right in the middle of her nose, so then it's it's and I want her to be able to look at cross-eyed. That's that's what I want, Mister. Please, I want you to fuck my wife, please. I mean, these are four statements by Obama, just ludicrous, ludicrous. You know, ludicrous. You know who ludicrous was? All right. That's Obama. He said ludicrous things. And Hack Happer. Oh, yes. Please, please cuck me. Please call me a sissy boy. Please. No problem. It's just acidine. Just acidine. Or Obama excuses are just acidine. Absolutely acidine. So the bills passed. The families can now go after Saudi Arabia. And that's a good thing. Got to pass. That's why they got to pass. If any other country behaved like Saudi Arabia, take what they did to us on 9-11. Take that out of the mix. If any other country behave like that, they, they would be on the bottom of our list. I ran. I ran. Libya is a bad, bad place. They are a vile, disgusting place. They get a pass from us. They get a pass from us. How much money? Some of our inst- and you know what's you know what's funny? Schools and wine because conservative talkers and I normally don't like to stick up for little Ben Shapiro that dwarf, but you have schools that bitch and moan. Because people like Ben Shapiro show up and give a speech, give a, a lecture. Milo from Breitbart. These guys show up on these college campuses. Armageddon. Seriously. It's like, it, it, it's like they showed up with a dunk tank 
and little puppies and kittens in tow. And their presentation is to drown these animals. I mean, that's what it's like. To the point where uh, their seminars or whatever the hell they're doing gets shut down. And they have to get escorted off campus because these crazy, insane leftists screaming and yelling. And this is a, a campus. This is a college campus. The last bastion of free-flowing ideas where you can have someone on the left, someone on the right, someone on the middle all discuss a point of view. And at the end of the day, they all shake hands and go do sake bombs. I mean, that's what college was always. Because once you're out of college, there is no free flow of ideas. You get out of college and you go get a job at a hospital or you go get a job at a bank or you go get a job waiting tables, wherever. You start throwing around your opinion on stuff, you're gone. You start getting in people's faces, arguing a point, you're gone. You're working at a bank or you're doing something like that. And somebody comes in with an attitude or someone does something that you don't like. There is no, uh, excuse me, what you said was offensive to me. What you just did was offensive to me. Yeah. Guess what happens? Fired. So college is that last bastion of, hey, guys, here's this idea. Well, here's my idea. And it's overrun by insane, crazy leftists. But here's the comedy. Here's the irony. There's handfuls, and I mean handfuls, of schools that have been given millions. And millions and millions of dollars by Saudi princes, by, by Saudi kings. So these very schools that are so offended by people like Milo or the dwarf Ben Shapiro, have no problem with taking millions upon millions upon millions of dollars from people that rule a country that put homosexuals to death, ban women from driving a car, mutilate their genitals in some weird ritual, whatever the hell it is. Women are not allowed to vote. I mean, you know the stories. You, you, you know what goes on in Saudi Arabia. You know what goes on in these Muslim countries. So very universities, Milo and Ben Shapiro offensive, had no problem 
with receiving millions of dollars from kings and princes from Saudi Arabia. It's insane. It's insane. So Saudi Arabia is a bad place. The only reason we ever dealt with them is because of oil. The only reason the universities deal with them is because of cash. Earlier than thou universities, all these leftist campuses have no problem. Absolutely no problem with cashing the checks of animals. Absolute animals. And these animals, Barack Hussein Obama tries to defend and compares the 9-11 bill and the veto override to that of individuals Helping people in Haiti getting in to an accident and then being sued. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And if and, and, listen, if you don't think that's insane and you're a liberal douchebag, okay, cool. If you think it's insane and you know a liberal douchebag. You need to convince them to not vote for Hillary Clinton because if Hillary Clinton becomes president, ladies and gentlemen, these types of things are just going to get worse. They are going to get worse. And if these things are at a five and a six under Hillary Clinton... Different things will happen that will be nine, tens, and eleven. So, it's the Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, about uh, Gary Johnson. Okay, talk about Gary Aleppo, but it's it's deeper than just him messing up again. It is. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. It's the uh, media's game plan. It's, it's, it's something that they are uh, doing with 40-some-odd days to the election. Has really nothing outrage of Gary Johnson. It, 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 just We'll talk about when we come back. Just, just don't go away. We'll be right back in two minutes and 39 seconds. It's Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can go to our site, robzakariyshow.com. Don't forget, we are streaming live on Periscope, all those things. So just go there. We'll be right back. Yes.
Show it is uh, what time is it now? It's 7 48 p.m. 7 p.m. and that uh, means it's 10 48 p.m. on the east coast and 9 48 p.m. Texas time. See, we got it all covered. We got uh, we got. California, Texas, New York. The three, the big three. <laughs> the big three. All right, so I don't know if you guys have seen it. And it seems like, seems like uh, Matthews, seems like Chris Matthews is, uh, he, he seems to be the one that always gets these gotcha moments. Seems like he always gets these gotcha moments. You know, he he had Trump on the uh, abortion thing. You know, uh, is it abortion? You know, now you remember something, and I don't want to rehash everything. But the whole abortion—is it legal? Should women be punished? You got to remember, it, it was set up with the concept of, well, if you're against abortion. And you think uh, it's murder, then someone has to be punished. I mean, I mean that was the concept, but it wasn't as thought out and a conversation that was it's murder. It's, 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 it's someone's got to be punished. You, you, you kill somebody. You got you know how Matthews gets all worked up and his mouth's all juicy, and you can see the spit running down his face. That resulted in Trump going, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's got to be punishment. Yep, sure. And if you really break it down, if they made abortion illegal, okay? If they made abortion illegal, all right, which is never going to happen, you know, again, 
broke this down to go because Trump should have said, you know what, I'm not going to play the hypothetical game, but that's because Trump is not a politician. He's more of a us. He's more of that person that uh, we would hang out with or we would drink a beer with or we would, uh, uh, you know, smoke a joint with and have these types of conversations. And if you have these types of conversations and someone goes, well, if this is illegal, hypothetically, if this is illegal and someone does this, should they go to jail? Well, yeah, if you're going to say something is illegal. So it was one of those things. If abortion is illegal, if it is illegal, and to get an abortion is illegal because terminating that pregnancy is murder. Well, then, of course, yeah, the doctor has to be punished. The woman has to be. Everybody has to be punished. If you get caught with drugs, you get caught buying drugs, you can't say, well, I'm just using the drugs. They don't go, well, we're, we're going to punish the drug dealer, not the drug user. So, anyways, I don't want to rehash everything, but that was a big story because Matthew's good at that. Now, Gary Johnson, okay? Now, you got to understand something. You got to understand something. Gary Johnson right now is a major threat to the Democrats. Gary Johnson is a major threat to the Democrats. He is basically Ralph Nader. All right? He is Ralph Nader. All right? He is Ralph Nader. They don't have a Ross Perot. Okay. This time, the Republicans have a Ross Perot. Remember, if there was no Ross Perot, there's Bill Clinton. And you can watch Rachel Maddow all you want and try to listen to her rationale of disproving that Ross Perot took votes away from George Bush. It drives liberals insane. It drives liberals insane. Absolutely insane. If you say, the only reason Bill Clinton won is Ross Perot. What? What are you talking about? They're big. Real big. Real big on uh, remember I mean Bill Clinton's the only only pro I I mean I yeah I got I got to imagine on record he's the only president that did what he did and got away with it. Sure, there's other presidents. Oh, that person had an affair and this person, but Bill Clinton's the only one that did what he did and didn't get run out of Washington. Matter of fact. Democrats excused what he did. They excused what he did. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
So right now, Gary Johnson, okay, is the Ralph Nader. Now, you guys remember, Ralph Nader ran thousand. You had against George Bush, and then you had Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader didn't get, absolutely did not get, Anywhere near the support that Ross did. But when you're talking about 500 votes, when, when you're talking about hanging chads, when, when you're talking about what happened in Florida and you look at how many people voted for Nader, You have to then say, well, there's no way those people would have voted for George Bush. Absolutely no way. If there was no Nader, those people would vote for Al Gore. We wouldn't be talking about 500 votes or 1,000 votes or a hanging chad or the Supreme Court. It was more like George Bush. He was more like George Bush. If there was no Ross Perot, there's no way the millions and millions of people that voted for Ross Perot would have voted for Bill Clinton. This just wouldn't have happened. Situation where the libertarian Gary Johnson Starting to suck votes from Hillary Clinton to the point where it's starting, starting to be reflective in the polls. Remember. To say millennials, and I hate using that word, but millennials, young people, Bernie supporters, are all going to vote for Trump. Crazy. And I'm not going to be one of those people that go, oh, no, where they're going to vote for Trump. No. 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 To say don't vote for Hillary, vote for Trump is not realistic. Sure, some will, but it's more realistic that they either stay home or the ones that say, well, it's un-American to not vote. It's un-American to not vote. You have to vote. If you don't vote, then you have no right to complain about how things are. Even if you vote for the loser, it's still my duty. And that's how people, not all people, but I would say the majority that vote feel. And at least when you're talking about millennials, 
they 100% feel that way. So what's happening is you have these millennials go, Donald Trump, I hate him, I despise him, but I despise Hillary Clinton. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to vote for this guy. That way, I'm still voting, so I'm still exercising my constitutional right as an American. can still have a voice selling out my principles by picking the lesser of the two evils. And you see, in those millennial minds, they're not looking at the, well, if you don't vote for Hillary, you're electing Trump. They they don't look at it that way. They're millennials. They're young. They're not like us. They're not old. Millennials have that upbeat outlook on life. Give them another 15 or 20 years. <laughs> They'll be like us. But millennials don't look at it like that. They have an upbeat outlook. And see, Democrats have kind of ignored Gary Johnson. Kind of laughed at him. Ah, yeah, okay, sure. Okay. Then, of course, the press hasn't given them much attention. And when they've given them attention... They've played games. They've played games. They look at him like Lincoln Chafee. Remember Lincoln Chafee? I know, some of you are like, who, what? Remember Lincoln Chafee? He was in the debates with Hillary. He actually ran for, I think, a week or two. And at times he just seemed clueless. So the press, TV shows, everybody's pretty much ignored Gary Johnson for the most part. Pretty much ignored him. But as they see these polls, and you got Hillary at 42, Trump 39, 4, they're sitting there on Hey, man, if there was no Gary Johnson, if there was no Daniel Stein, even if you, worst case scenario, split, even if you split it, if you split 15, or you split 16 to make it even, and he gave Trump 8 and us 8, we're still beating him. We're well over. 50%. We're being it. 
And as we are 41 days out, the Democrats are starting to go, oh, man. So they didn't go away with Lobo. Now remember, Gary Johnson's been on this move. He's been on this move. Anderson Cooper did a town hall, or it was Chris Cuomo. Cuomo, my bad, Freudian slip. Chris Cuomo. One of them did this town hall. I think it was Cuomo. Where they had Gary Johnson on. Furious. The top brass. The Democratic Party. Furious. The top brass. At CNN and the rest of the media. Furious. Because it gave Gary Johnson... Some legs. It, it, gave him a, it gave him some oxygen. To the millennials, he looked like a good alternative. He looked like someone that they could go to where it wasn't them staying home. It wasn't them not participating because millennials want to participate. They don't want to be. Uh, there's none of them. So after Gary Johnson did Chris Cuomo town hall, we got a little traction. Hillary and the rest of the media said, all right, we got to nip this in the bud. We can't have another nader. Joe. And Mike Barnacle just asks him out of the blue, what about Aleppo? What about Aleppo? And Gary Johnson's like, what? Aleppo. He's like, come on. I don't know what that is. He goes, you're kidding, right? I mean, just real. I mean, it's, not even, it's not even condescending when it even, it was more like, <sighs> it was more like just somebody I don't know, drinking their own piss. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I just, it's, I mean, this, this, you're kidding me. So that was the um, Rick Perry debate moment of, I'm going to get rid of these agencies. Oops. But here's the thing. He's a libertarian. Libertarians don't run on being uh, foreign geniuses. I mean, they don't. They, they, their whole thing is, we're going to live here. Okay? We're not going to mess with anybody outside. And as the president, I'll have some generals, some people that know that. For the most part, we're attacked. We're not doing anything. But that was a 24-hour news cycle, 48-hour news cycle. That was a CNN, MSNBC, ABC, uh, Daily Beast, Huffington Post, Vox. I mean, every, you know, LA Times, New York Times, Washington Post, all the shows. Hello. Come on. But it didn't hurt them. That's the thing that drove the libs nuts. Didn't hurt them. 
And before the debates, before the debates, all the polls that came out said Hillary's either tied or Hillary is losing by one or two. So they said, okay, what do we do? So tonight, on Chris Matthews, Gary Johnson, and William Weld. I think that that's William Weld or, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> they did a Chris Matthews town hall. Just out of the blue. Out of the blue. Kind of bizarre, considering uh, the, they're not going to get into any of the debates. They got they they got to be at fifteen percent. They're they're not at fifteen percent. They're nowhere near fifteen percent. The first debate are done. Second debates in thirteen days. I mean the the, the polls. They, it, it's just they're not going to get in the debates. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever for them to be doing a town hall. I mean, think about it. You gotta think about this. They would be doing town halls. They would be doing these types of media appearances. To get the publicity rolling, to get the poll numbers up, to be on the debates. But once that's done, once that's over, once that's finished, and the debates are missed, there's no reason to be on those shows. Of course, they want to be on the shows, but there's no reason for Matthews or Cooper or Cuomo to put them on. They already did it. They were already on Cuomo. They already did the town halls. That was to get on the debates. So you have to ask yourself, why are they now doing town hall? Why are they doing a town hall? What's what's the deal here? We know MSNBC is beyond in love with Hillary Clinton, I mean, we, we, I mean, they hired Chelsea Clinton. They were paying her a half a million dollars a year as a no-show reporter. I think she did one, like, you know, piece. She did one thing for half a million dollars. Talk about white privilege. <laughs> Talk about white privilege. So you got to ask, why the hell is MSNBC putting Gary Johnson on? Why? If they give him more exposure, he could take votes, more votes, away from Hillary and in turn hand the election to Trump. Trump doesn't have to get those voters. He hasn't got to get the millennials. 
the same thing with Trump and the black vote. He doesn't have to get the black vote. He doesn't have to, you know, this, this whole crazy narrative of, well, uh, Trump knows. This is what the, the, the CNNs, the liberals, want to tell you. Well, Trump knows. His people know that he's not going to get black to vote for him. This is just to show that the, uh, the, the, that the, the, to the suburban whites, the, the college-educated whites, Trump isn't a racist that will vote for him. That logic doesn't make sense, considering constantly told that there's not anybody the presidency. Remember, we're constantly told there's not enough white people in the United States to give, whether it's Trump, Hillary, Huckabee, the presidency. So Trump is only doing this not to get black votes, but to show the white people that he's not a racist. That's what always tell us. But that's not the case. It's actually to get a few black voters. Because that's all it takes for Trump and a bunch of percentage points to stay home and not vote for Hillary. And if you add the millennials that don't like her and are voting for Gary Johnson, you now have a very big problem. You have a problem that is bigly, okay, bigly for Hillary Clinton and her crew. So it's not Chris Matthews and MSNBC. And the media and the Dems going, hey, let's give Gary Johnson a platform and uh, maybe he could take. No, what it is, is we need to get Gary Johnson uh, on this stage so we could get him in another oops moment because he's still getting too many votes. It's a Aleppo moment to deter any of these millennials. So we need to do something else. And who better to do it than Chris Matthews? So they have Gary Johnson on tonight. And out of the blue, Chris Matthews goes, so tell me, who's your favorite foreign leader? Just, just give me one. Who's your favorite? Who do you think is does a really good job? Just, go ahead, give me give me it. And you could just see Gary Johnson like a deer in headlights. Just a deer in head, just like uh, Matthew says, "Oh come on, like Barnacle, you gotta be kidding me." He gives him the, come on, come on. 
And Gary Johnson goes, I think I'm having another Aleppo moment. Chris Matzka, you can't name one. Just Israel that just died. I mean, they could have threw out Benin and Yahoo, but they didn't. They just blank. So they, I mean, they could have threw out Ariel Sharon. But they throw out the name of the prime minister who just died. And Matthew just goes, someone living. Give me someone living. And he says, uh, well, uh, how about the, the ex, uh, the ex, the, 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 the former president of Mexico? And Matthews goes, what was his name? Gary Johns goes, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Aleppo times two. And Matthews just keeps going, no, you don't, nothing. You just don't, you don't even have a name. You don't know any foreign leaders that you really didn't do the trick. Gary Johnson still has, you know, seven, eight, nine percent. Oppo didn't do the trick. Made this do the trick. We're not gonna know. But the Democrats had to do something. The media had to do something. It's kind of like why we're talking about fat chicks. Talk about fat chicks. That, that's what we're discussing. Fat chicks. Which we'll get to in a few minutes after this. But Matthews, what are you supposed to do? It wasn't to give Gary Johnson, some type of publicity so he could rise in the polls, get on the debate stage. It's not going to happen. He could make him look stupid for the second time. That's going to be on just 24-hour replay tomorrow. It'll be 24-hour replay. All you're going to see Is uh, the the former Venezuela the the, the baggage that this woman has that the media is pretending doesn't exist and that matter they're pretending that she wasn't in a beauty pageant also I mean if you didn't know. This Alicia Amado, if you didn't know the way the media is trying this situation, if you weren't in the know, and you're low-information, I mean, that's why they're doing it for low-information voters. If you're a low-information voter, you're like, oh, wow, this is horrible. But we'll bounce that in a second. But Matthews did what he was supposed to do. Tomorrow, every single news show will play the clip of Gary Johnson and Welch not being able to name a foreign leader or they like or they think is a good job. 
You're going to see it on every show. Well, Blitz will play it. Brianna Keeler. Ashley Banfield. I mean, it's just going to be a 24-hour loop. they got to get the whole numbers down, Johnson. they got to get those millennials away from him. That's why you heard Michelle Obama today. That's why you heard Michelle Obama say, listen, you, you can't throw your vote away. Can't throw your vote away. Basically, she was saying, code, I know Hillary sucks, but Donald Trump is horrible. Like my husband, that means he was mean to you. I know you don't like Hillary. But voting for Gary Johnson is throwing your vote away. I mean, that's what she said today. That's what she said. That's what she said. People that voted for Obama are not voting for Hillary. Remember, guys, we've had this discussion before. The presidential election is like the Super Bowl. Okay? People vote who don't vote in local elections. Hell, they don't even vote in their kids' you know, PTA meetings. And, I mean, I'm seriously. I mean, look at local, look at governor races. Look at governor races. Look at state senate races. Look at the turnout, and then compare it to a presidential turnout. Go through the books. All right, go go do a little goggle and kick up. Your last governor race, okay? And I'm not talking about a governor race during a presidential election. Do a governor race in a uh, off uh, election, an off cycle. Compare that, okay? It's say a state like California. Goggle off year. How many people voted for governor in the state of California? And then compare that to how many people voted for the president. Take a look. The number will be astonishing. You will be shocked. So voting for the president is like the Super Bowl. Why does the Super Bowl do $100 million? Uh, but a Monday night game does $2 million, or a rematch of the Super Bowl at like the 13th week that does $4 million or $5 million. Why is that? Because the presidential election, it's, 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 a, it's a once every four year event. It's 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 like your duty. 
I mean, there, there's so many things that go. I mean, you're you're picking president. It, it's it's a big deal, or at least to be a big deal. And if you have a situation like the first black president, it's really a big deal. So back in 08, you have millions and millions and millions of people that voted for Obama only, and this isn't racism, this isn't bigotry, you have people that only voted for him because he was black. That is a fact. That is a fact. You have black people. There's white people. Talked about it before. I've got friends never voted for a Democrat before. But they voted for Obama in 08 because it was like the thing to do. It was like, eh, you know, we had Bush and you know, we got these wars and things seemed to be bad. And this is history, the, the black president, the black thing. And, you know, yeah, just go for it. Go for it. I mean, turnout in 08 was record-setting. It was it was record-setting. Now, 2012, it was a smidgen smaller. It wasn't the record-setting uh, numbers of 08. But it was still pretty damn good. Now, you're not seeing that for Hillary Clinton. You're not seeing that in 2016. You're not seeing that. You're seeing a lot of black folk that are saying, you know what, I'm just not going to vote. I only voted because I wanted to see first black president. I'm black. He's black. Yeah, the first black president. He says he's going to do things for me. I got to imagine he's going to do things for me. He's black. I'm black. You know, that's how it's supposed to work. So they voted for him. And after four years, they went, you know, nothing really that good has happened for me. He's black. I'm black. I voted for him. But you know what? Might as well do it again. And here we are approaching two terms. And a bunch of the black folk are going, all right. I did it. I'm black. He's black. Didn't really do much for me. But hey, first black president. I get to see it in my lifetime. It's a big deal. I did it again in 2012. This time, eh, not even going to vote. What's the point? 
I voted for the black president. I'm black. He's black. We're black. Vote for a black president. And nothing good really came of it. Nothing bad came of it. But this, you know, pot of gold didn't appear in my closet. I instantly didn't go from where I am in life eight rings higher on the life scale. Granted, I'm not dead. I haven't been shot. Not a crackhead, but, you know, all these things that were supposed to happen didn't really happen. But, hey, it's all good. But why the hell do I think that this old white lady is going to do anything for me? My brother couldn't do nothing for me in the last eight years. There's no way the old white lady is going to do anything for me. Not saying that I'm going to vote for the old white guy. Just not vote. I just don't care. Because nothing really bad happened to me in these past seven and a half years. Nothing really good happened to me. Guess what? It doesn't really matter what happens with the old white lady or with the old white guy. Ultimately, things are just going to keep going the way they were. So, deuce. I'm out of here. That's what's happening with the black folk. That's what's happening. They're not rabid for Hillary Clinton. They were rabid for Obama. Listen, if I'm a dwarf, okay, if I'm a dwarf, and the first dwarf president running, I'm going to vote for the dwarf, okay? I don't care what that dwarf does. I don't care what I'm going to vote for. I'm going to campaign for him. I'm going to do whatever I can for that dwarf. Oh, I'm going to do everything I can. And once that dwarf is done, I don't care if there's a big person in office. Why? We've had big people. Why am I going to be enthused about a big person? I mean, if the Democrats really wanted to have the enthusiasm... Would have had a Cory Booker. You, you would have had a minority. You wouldn't have had an old white lady who's been saying, "It's my turn. It's my turn." For the last, I don't know, twelve years. I'm next. And the Democrats know this. The media knows this. They all know this. They know these <laughs> these polls. No, I, you know, aside from, listen, aside from Trump pulling down his pants and taking a dump on stage, there, there's really not much he could do that is going to move the electorate to a point where everybody on the left, 
can walk around all cocky and all, and they're trying everything they can. That's why we've been talking about a fat chick who uh, is, is has a child with a drug lord who was involved with trying to kill a witness in a case and then threatening a judge. And when confronted about this, she goes, well, you know, everybody has a past, and we're all not too proud of our past. Really? So you admit that you... Yes, I, but, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that Donald Trump was mean to me. Oh. Okay. So after you're seeing and hearing all this weird stuff, that's why Gary Johnson is on stage during hardball having a town hall. And it's already passed the relevance of having a town hall because he's taking votes. Black folk are not voting for Hillary. There's no reason to vote for her. Absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason. Because, guys, let's face it. Listen. If you listen to this show, you're a political wonk. Or you're, you're, you're half a political wonk. Okay? I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Let, let's be honest, and I, and I know I'm, I'm going to be somewhat pulling the curtain back, okay? Or, or I'm showing how the trick is done, but let's be honest here. Okay, let's be honest here. For 90% of the people that live in this country, rather it's Trump, rather it's Clinton, rather it's Bush, rather it's Gore, whoever. That person being the president will not affect their life one iota. Not one iota. For us that are in the political business, of course it affects it. If you're someone like me that's a conservative, that's a Republican, having a Democrat in the White House is four or eight years of constant material. Like I've said before, it's easier to be on the offense than it is on the defense. It's easier to unload than it is to defend. And it's much more fun. For the average person, who the president is doesn't make one bit of difference in their lives. doesn't make one bit of difference. Not one bit of difference. Maybe a tweak here and there, but for the most part, don't matter. So the millions of people that voted for Obama based solely 
on the history and the excitement, the novelty, the feel-good, white guilt, all those things are not going to vote for Hillary. The black folk who voted for Obama because he's black and having a black president is a big deal are not going to vote for Hillary. They're not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And Democrats need them. Gary Johnson and those voters, they need them. They need these people. And that's why Chris Matthews went after Gary Johnson. So tell me, who who do you like? Who do you who do you foreign and who do you like? What? What are you talking about? Now, I know some people will say, dude, if you're going to run for president, you need to know just one foreign leader. Okay. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, let's talk about fatties and maybe frogs here. Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget to go to the RobZakariShow.com, RobZakariShow.com. Follow us. Watch us, enjoy us, do everything that is us. We'll talk to you later in two minutes and 13 seconds. Yeah, uh. Build a wallet, just got 10 feet higher. Build a wallet, just got 10 feet strong. Build a wallet, just got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build a wall.
Rob Zuccari, the Rob Zuccari Show. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, we're back. Everything is, uh, you know, it's funny. My uh, because between when we're uh, what we do, uh, I do the um, Periscope. We record the shows on Periscope. That way, we can uh, uh, put it on our uh, YouTube page or, or whatever it is. Sometimes they get people that are like, dude, you only have 100 people watching you. You only have 50 people watching you. You only have 20 people watching you. You only have one person watching. For me, it's just a way to record the show. We never did it before. A couple of the fans on the radio side were like, you got to do Periscope. You got you to do it. You got to do it. And it's so much easier than when you put it on your own server, you got to do it, you got to do it. So we, uh, we do the whole Periscope thing because um, it's, uh, it's, it's easier. People like it. Um, if you go to now or you go to our uh, Twitter feed, you can actually um, watch Periscope as we speak. So, there right now, people. All right? We're going to be talking about what I always thought um, was cheap. <laughs> I'm serious. I always thought it was cheap. I did. I did. I always thought it was. I I I had no idea. I had no idea that it was <laughs> that it was Pepe. I guess I never focused on the word Pepe before. I know I feel ignorant. I, I you know I'm not as smart as Obama or Bakari uh, Sellers or Bob Beckel for that matter. I did. I thought it was peep. <laughs> I thought it was peep. I know it's Pepe, but it's Pepe, Pepe the Frog. And here's another thing that I kind of feel stupid about. I had no idea about Pepe the Frog until about three weeks ago. I had no, at first off, I never knew about Pepe the Frog as just this cartoon. Like this, this meme. I never knew about it. Never knew about. It. Never, never knew about. It, never heard about it. Never even seen people using it uh, in um, messages or, or or whatever. Never knew. Never knew. Never knew. And then when people started saying, well, "It's it's it's a white surprise." Just listen. I never even knew about the alt. Right. I never knew what the hell the alt right was either. <laughs> I never knew. I never knew what that was. The alt right. Well, that's just a, a a nicer way to say neo-Nazi. What? 
Really? You mean like American History X neo-Nazi? Yeah, it's just, oh, okay. I, I guess I didn't know that either. So I never knew Pepe the Frog was Nazi or, or, or meant you hate blacks and you hate Jews and you hate everybody. I didn't know that. I didn't know the alt-right also was we hate Jews and we hate blacks and hate Mexicans. Like we just, we hate everybody. We are American. We, we are American history, but we just call ourselves all. Never knew that either. Seriously, I feel This is what I do. I've been doing this for years. And I never knew what Pepe the Frog was or alt-right were. So I would see Pepe the Frog. I, I would see uh, people uh, dress the frog up in many different outfits. I, I would see the frog dressed up as Donald Trump. I'd see the frog dressed up as, um, you know, military guys. I would see the frog dressed up uh, as Kim Kardashian. I would see the frog dressed up as, uh, uh, what's her name? The one with the big ass. Not Kardashian, but the other one with the big ass. The Anaconda girl. Mickey, Nicki Minaj, I would see dressed up. Just never never gave a thought about this frog, this lizard, whatever the hell it is. Thought it was uh, the uh, lizard people from Land of the Lost. Remember Land of the Lost? The... Uh, those, uh, what were they called? Slithers or sloths? Remember Land of the Lost? You guys, come on. Don't, don't make me feel stupid over here. I got the only one who remembers Land of the Lost. You remember Land of the Lost. Okay. But that was something. Again, I, I had no idea. So, as the weeks went on, and I started hearing the left talk about this frog being and then Rachel Maddow did this 10 minute bit someone forwarded me this this video and they go you got to check this out this will give you all you need to know about Pepe the frog and I said oh that's his name Pepe I thought it was peep <laughs> watch this video by Rachel Maddow and after the video, I went, really? You mean something that started back in 08, 09? I don't know, back in the, the 1950, whenever. Okay? Go 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That is not a Nazi. That, that, that's not, you know, we hate blacks and Jews. We just, just totally like, hey, here's this cartoon, blah, blah, blah. That, that, whatever it is, and dress up as our symbol. Someone that does that, people that do that, rest 10, 15, 20, 40, 50. A hundred. 
over a span of X amount of weeks, X amount of months, image, that cartoon, that character, whatever, can instantly be deemed a hate symbol. And in turn, anybody that uses it is basically promoting a symbol that's equivalent to that of a or a burning cross? Really? And that's happened today. You know why it happened. Anybody now that has an image of Pepe the Frog anywhere, anywhere, can now be called a racist because that's a Democrat. favorite attack when they're in debate to call you a racist, to call you a bigot. Tunity. To defeat you. To shut the conversation down. And it's been proven over time. Five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. To begin from the beginning of time, before I was born, before you were born, you have Pepe the Frog on your website. If you have it on your Twitter page, if you have Pepe the Frog anywhere, you can now be called a racist. You could now be called a racist. The Anti-Defamation League has now designated Pepe the Frog as a racist hate symbol. So if you're walking down the street and you have a shirt that has Pepe the Frog, that is no different than walking down the street with a shirt that has the sticker on it. Or a burning cross. Or a clan hood. That's wild, man. That is unbelievably wild. I mean, just think about that. You want to talk about free speech and free press. And everybody on the left talking about Trump, he does this and he does that and he's Hitler. Think about what the left has done as it pertains to a cartoon character. They have said that this image, not the image dressed as a Nazi, not the image to into an oven or lynching 
a black man, black woman, black kid, whoever. Just the image, just the frog, is considered a hate symbol. Hate symbol. Uh, Again, what if, what if, because someone created the frog, right? Somebody created Pepe Frog. It's copywritten work. It's art that's copywritten. Imagine somebody taking the image of Goofy. Or, or taking the image of Mickey Mouse, or taking image of Darth Vader, or taking the image of Chewbacca, and then in turn dressing that character as a Nazi, would the left then try to ban Chewbacca? Now, if you're going to say, no, 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 Rob, but, th- but that's, that's, that's a copy. Whoa, 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 no, wait, stop. A, Pepe is actually copyrighted, but forget that. It's a parody. Trust me, I know parodies. Trust me, I know parodies. All you have to do is alter an image or a costume in a, a smidgen of a way, and then portray that character in a situation that is completely opposite and unreasonable, I guess. Portray that character in a situation. That nobody would ever believe. I mean, ask Jerry Falwell Jr. His father sued Larry Flint because Larry Flint did an ad that portrayed Jerry Falwell having sucks, sex, sucks, having sex with his mom in an outhouse. And public fears. I mean, I mean, the, the, this whole Pepe the Frog and ADL hate—it's it's, so—it's it, a beyond a slippery slope. It's the left controlling speech because if they could do that to a cartoon frog. Imagine what they can do to Mickey Mouse or Star Wars character. I mean, people do it all the time. People do it with Boba Fett from Star Wars thing. And they get Boba Fett. Or Boba Fett is holding a stereo, a radio over his head. Looking like John Cusack. Remember that movie? Where where Cusack's got the radio over his head and it's playing the Peter Gabriel music? 
So imagine people dressing Boba Fett up as a Nazi and doing Nazi-type things. Would the left clear that a racist symbol? Would the ADL declare Boba Fett a racist symbol? Would they then attack anybody who displays that Boba Fett character? And say, that's racist. Why is it racist? Well, because this subgroup of people use this character him up as a Nazi. They dress him up as a Klansman. So everybody is guilty of those things when they put Boba Fett in anything that they do. I, again, God, scared. That's dangerous. And that's the left. Daily basis. about Donald Trump and Hitler and all of these things that Republicans do and Republicans are and so forth and so on. And yet, cartoon characters. Here's the left. Control the media. And systematically organizing jobs. Systematically organizing hip pieces. Using the same words you read. Just like any good propaganda, any good advertising campaign, are inundated with a message. Over and over and over and over again. Until you instinctively, because of that message, do what that message wants. So if that message is telling you Hillary Clinton didn't pass out, he didn't lose consciousness, and if Anderson Cooper describes what happened as a stumble, and if Blitzer describes it as a stumble, Based in the Huffington Post, Vanity Fair, and Cosmopolitan, BuzzFeed, Vox, Washington Post, New York Times, LA Times, Boston Globe, you name it. If every single one of them describe it as a stumble, then she didn't pass out. She didn't lose consciousness. What you saw with your eyes didn't happen. Didn't happen. She stumbled. Very simple. Ladies and gentlemen, controlling the message, controlling the media, controlling every aspect of information that you get is the very definition of Nazism. And when you add that to banning a cartoon frog... Banning a cartoon frog and saying anybody 
who displays this frog, even if the frog is cradling babies, they are instantly Nazi. They are instantly promoting hate speech. Ladies and gentlemen, that's scary. That's frightening. And that's your left. That is your left. Okay? That is your left. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up the show. Fat chicks, finally. Yes. Fat chicks. Be right back. It's the Rob Zakari Show. Yes. Finishing out the show um, now, okay, now we talk about fat chicks. Yes, fat chicks. Now we talk about them. All right. <laughs> uh, when, I, when, I hear, when I see what the hell is going on, 
uh, today. It makes me think of this uh, classic movie, Let Me Tell You About Fat Chicks. Okay? Let me tell you about fat chicks. Let me tell you about fat chicks. <laughs> All right, it's the Rob Scary Show. We are in the last segment of the program. Those of you who have been listening to us, uh, thank you. Uh, I know this is a new time for us. Uh, I've been getting good feedback. Don't forget, you can uh, listen to us uh, on Spreaker. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. And more importantly, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Yes, you can go to iHeartRadio right now, and you can listen to us. So if you're in your car, you could kick it on and get the iHeartRadio app. And tune in to the Rob Zagari Show. That's what I like the most. I mean, Spreaker's cool. So is, uh, uh, what the hell is the other thing there? Uh, <laughs> what's the other thing there? Blog talk. Uh, but uh, the iHeartRadio thing to me is the coolest. Because everybody gets iHeart. Well, everybody, you can, everybody can get blog talk. Everybody can get Spreaker. Spreaker's pretty big now. But iHeartRadio is like, bang. But anyways. Uh, we're we're here. We're we're live. We're live on on Spreak. We're not live on Blog Talk anymore. We're live. I think uh, we're live on Paris. I don't know. We're we're Periscope, I guess, and wherever. Okay. Uh, final segment: Fat Chicks. Let's talk about Fat Chicks. Now, last night we did our um, debate wrap up. We talked about the debate. We broke it down. Now, the night before, we talked about the debate. After the debate. But it was a 20-minute segment. We wanted to test out the time zone. We wanted to, you know, just rap to everybody real quick. Everybody's cool. Everybody's happening. Everybody's hip. So we just wanted to break it down and go through it real quick. Last night, we actually did, you know, two and a half hours. And it was very methodical. We started with Lester Holt. And we went on down to... Um, the uh, the Alicia the 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 Alicia Mulatto or uh, Alicia Matado, um, whatever they are, what's their name? Alicia, Alicia something. Okay, the fat chick, <laughs> the fat the fat chick. So uh, we talked about how you know Lester Holt uh, had this question ready. Uh, Hillary Clinton had an answer ready, and the media, the media had stories ready. And we're here today. This was coordinated attack. It was coordinated. Now, little did I know, you know, when we talked about this last night, we just kind of talked about it. Uh, in passing, you know, we we, we kind of laughed at the fact that yeah, Hillary Clinton was talking about a beauty pageant winner from twenty something years ago. I mean, I mean, pre Monica Lewinsky. I mean, that, you know, you want to talk about Monica Lewinsky and uh, that whole fiasco being old. Seriously, liberals go, oh, that's so old. You're really going to bring up something 
from the 90s. Whenever you hear someone play, but they're like, yeah, this is very important. This is before Lewinsky. If you're saying Lewinsky is not important and it's just so old, what the hell do you call Miss Venezuela? What the hell do you call Miss Venezuela? Miss Venezuela is before Lewinsky. So if Lewinsky's old, and that's one of those, oh, please, then this should really be an oh, please. But remember, the left plays by different rules. The left plays by one set of rules. Republicans play by a different set of rules. But then bitch and whine because liberals play a dirty set of rules and, and, and they're just they're just better at it. They are, they're just better at it. Republicans whine. And instead of being dirt instead of being Lee Atwater, they complain. And that's why they're not in the White House. That's why when uh, the old lady said to John McCain, that President Obama, he, he said, he's like an Arab. And McCain went, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. President Obama is a Christian. He's a good man. He's a good man. Okay? We are just uh, in a difference of opinions. And after he done, he thought, you know, everybody would pat him on the back and go, wow. He thought he would shoot through the roof with the opinion, man. Whoa, yeah. Yeah, everybody went, oh, yeah, stupid. <laughs> stupid. You know when they give him the back? Now. Has the guy at the rally go, we all want to talk about Muslims. Because we know the president is a Muslim. And, Obama, and, and Trump goes, oh man, like we need this. Uh-huh, okay. That's that's when they gave John McCain his pat on the back. That's when they all paraded John McCain out and said, what an awesome guy he is. Yeah. What, eight years later? <laughs> Seven years later? It's actually eight years later because they campaigned the past seven and a half years. It was eight years. So eight years later, they give John McCain the, that guy's a great man. He's a great man. But when he was quick to disavow, everybody went stupid. You had some low-hanging fruit. You didn't take it. Well, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to get you. And yeah, you know, John McCain, his thousand-page memory. He's old, he's full of cancer, he's decrepit, he's going to die in the White House. So so Republicans just don't know how to, they they think they're going to get a pat on the back for for being clean. They think they're going to get a, wow, you're a a great guy. It's not the case. It's not the case. So the Democrats systematically set these stories up. I I mean, listen, like I said last night, 
Lester Holt pulled out this stanima. The, 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 it was planned. Hillary Clinton had it set up. They had videos of this woman ready to go. They had interviews with her ready to go. Cosmopolitan and everybody else ran these stories the next day. I mean, it was a systematic takedown. Why? Because Trump is leading in the polls. Because nobody wants to vote for Hillary Clinton. Nobody wants her in the White House, except hipster douchebag liberals. She has no record. She has no vision. She has nothing. So at the end of the day, you have to demonize Trump and say, yes, Hillary's bad. She's like uh, drinking dirty, nasty Detroit water. You're going to get lead poisoning. You might not die tomorrow. Eventually, you're going to die. But if you vote for Trump, you're literally going to drink a gallon of rat poison. And you're going to die within an hour. So that's all they got. So Lester Holt pulls out the question. It's at the end of the debate. Hillary Clinton's got her notes ready. And then they parade this girl on every single talk show that is out in TV land. So when I talked about this last night, and then I even brought up the fact that she was involved in a murder-for-hire plot, she supposedly drove the getaway car. She threatened to kill the judge. You could say that there was no evidence, so to speak, to convict driving the getaway car, but her threatening to kill the judge is 100% legit. The judge said she threatened to kill me. The judge is not lying. So I brought this up last night. Not thinking in a million years that all day today, they would actually be talking about this woman pretending that she wasn't part of a murder-for-hire plot and pretending that she wasn't part of a beauty pageant where your sole objective of that beauty pageant is to look better than everybody else. And should you win the beauty pageant until the next beauty pageant, you are to look exactly like you did when you won. So, in a million years, and I know it's naive coming from somebody on the right 
that has a show that's talked about it for the last year and a half, and you know the the, the media is controlled by Democrats, blah blah. blah. But in, in a million years, I never thought this had any legs because it was just ridiculous. It was just a Lester Holt, Hillary Clinton. Here you go. We end the debate with, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a misogynist. Donald Trump is a sexist. Okay. But when I woke up, had my coffee, and started seeing this woman on every single television channel, and then started seeing these articles all come out at once, and no one talked about the murder for hire, and no one talked about really the concept of what a beauty pageant is. I went, no effing way. No effing way. No effing way. Are they this desperate? Are they this are they this desperate? And I'm talking about Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Are they this desperate that is flawed as this person is? They got nothing else in their arsenal. They got nothing else in their arsenal. And as flawed as this person is, it's the best that they got. Best that they got. And they got to go with what they got. And the media is just going to have to cooperate, get on the same page, and work with them. And you saw it with Anderson Cooper, because Anderson Cooper brought up her past real quick, just so he could say, I brought it up. And then once he brought it up, every other show that she appeared on, nobody ever brought it up. Because once Anderson Cooper brings it up, end of story. So once Anderson Cooper goes, no, uh... Uh, bringing up the fact that you were involved. That was my past. And, you know, we all have a bath. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Oh, so you were part of this. Okay, cool. Anyway, so tell us about how Donald Trump. So because Anderson Cooper brought it up real quick, they could say, hey, we're not biased. We brought it up. And then as she appears, Everybody's show, they don't have to bring it up. That That's how the media and the Hillary Clinton camp, that's how they all went, okay, here's how we maneuver around this flawed candidate. Guys, you realize that that black pastor, you know the big heavyset guy? The heavyset black pastor that is a Trump supporter? Okay, you, you, I, I wish I remember his name. I don't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about. They actually, and I'm saying they, CNN, and it's funny because they had a black reporter who I've never seen before, but they couldn't have a white guy do it because that would look like, 
a white guy is going after a black guy. Can't do that. You got to have a black guy go after a black guy. But they had one of those ambush interviews with the black pastor that supports Trump. So you got the black CNN guy talking to the black pastor, and he's giving his Trump talking points. And then the guy from CNN goes, so tell me, why did you put on your website that you graduated from whatever college? And you just see the guy, the pastor, with this look like, what just is going on? And he's like, our records and, and our investigation reveals that you never graduate. You don't have a degree. And the pastor's like, well, what's going on here? What, tell me, pastor, why are you lying? So they went after this Trump surrogate for lying about college credentials. And once that happened, end of story. End of story. Done. Discredited. This Trump supporter is a liar. He's a nothing. Doesn't matter what he has to say now. Doesn't matter the church. It doesn't matter anything. He lied about the college. He lied about a degree. He's worthless. Next. Here you have a Clinton surrogate. You got him. She's running around. That's like a surrogate. I mean, if that's too strong, a she's like a surrogate. She's doing commercials. She's doing the whole thing. She had someone like her that was part of a murder plot. She threatened a federal judge, and 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 there's evidence that she gave birth to a child. Of a drug lord, of of a of a of a drug kingpin. And yet the media is like he's gonna pretend that doesn't exist. We're gonna talk to her as if she's a secretary. As if she was working at one of the Trump restaurants. And Donald walked up to her and said, hey, fat ass, lose some weight. You look like you could be my maid, you dirty Mexican. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. You got a girl who's in a beauty pageant. And the number one goal is to look beautiful. She won. She beat 23 other girls. And once you win, it doesn't stop there. You have to represent that crown. See, today, you can't say racist things on the Internet. Can't do porn. Can't get into, you just can't do anything bad. Can't gain 40, 50, 60 pounds. Can't do those things. Can't do those things. But Alicia Machado did. 
huge deal. Came a huge deal. And so Trump, along with Alicia Machado, turned it into a PR stunt where the press came down and watched her work out. But it was a big deal. Here's Trump just buying this Miss Universe pageant. Miss Universe beats all these other women. And then decides on an eating marathon. You can't have Miss Universe showing up. Looking like Walter Hutt's big as the universe. She's enormous. Fat shame. Beautiful. Job is to be more beautiful than anybody else. It is not sexist any of the sorts to demand that person look and act a certain way. They got in to a competition to a certain way. Now, feminists, Jill Flopovic, and others who are trying to say that Trump fat shaming, he Shame then, he fat shamed now, and he did it. Listen, if you don't like beauty pads, God bless you. Create a movement and shut them down. But you can't pretend that the goal of a beauty pageant is not to be beautiful. Okay? Do you understand? Look at the history of beauty pageants. Look at the history of Miss Universe, of Miss America. Tell me, tell me, if there's any great, big, fat girls in any of the beauty pageants. No. Why? Because, guess what? Being a great, big, fat person is a disqualifier. It's not Miss Fat America, okay? And to watch the media join in on this attack is amazing. It really is. It's just amazing. It, it this definitely this definitely is living in an alternate. When I woke up this morning, I watched everything that's going on with this Alicia uh, Matado or whatever that name is. I sat there and went, "This is definitely an alternate universe." Or all of these stories to come at once. For all of these 
TV shows to ignore the fact that she was involved in a murder, an attempted murder, and that what everybody's talking about is a pageant to look the most beautiful. For everybody to ignore that and everybody to ignore her past and then to go, oh, so he called you Miss Piggy Piggy and he called you the maid? Yes. Did he hear that? No. So is this your word? Yes. Oh, okay. We believe you. Totally believe you. And rightfully so. So they have a sketchy past. She wasn't involved in a attempted murder plot. Right? Nah. We got it. We're going to take you at your word. And that's the media done. I mean, it's no surprise. Pretty amazing. That they are so terrified. The Democrats are just panicked beyond belief that Trump's going to win. They are panicked that nobody's voting for Hillary, but at least the people they need to vote for Hillary. They're, 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 they're freaking that Ohio is for Trump. With 41 days left, and depending on what poll you believe or follow, Ohio's for Trump. The fact that they know that there's two more debates and birtherism is off the table is all of the things that transpired Monday is off the table. Remember, this is like a best of three. This this is like a a a, a, a boxing match. It, it's it's like you have twelve rounds or you have three games, and you've never faced each other, and you get down with the first round, or you get done with the first fight. And after that, it's a new ball game. After that, it's a new ball. How many times have you seen a football game? And and and, and you got this 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 unbelievable team who plays a team that to win, or at least it's it's not supposed to be close, but the team gets hammered. Team gets hammed, the team gets just destroyed. And they talk to the people or they, they talk to the fighter. They go, wow, what happened? You got knocked out in the second round. You got knocked out in the first round or you lost the decision. And then the next time they, they fight or the next time they play, it's a totally different result. And they go, what the hell happened? And they go, well, we, we weren't ready for X, Y, Z. We weren't ready for that. I didn't know. Never did this. I didn't. So the left is freaking out. They know. 
that everything they did, everything they, 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 they pulled off at that debate, they're not going to be able to do the next debate. The talking point of you got to be prepared. You got to do your homework. You notice that? Every single channel, every single news outlet, every single person on the left keeps repeating that word. You got to do your homework. You got you to you gotta put the work in. You got to do your homework. You got to put the work in. You got to do your homework. Like we're in effing school. But it's a talking point. So they're terrified. So they pull out a just beyond flawed person like this Alicia Milando. They ignore everything that she was involved with in the past. They ignore the fact that we're talking about a beauty pageant. And they go, oh, he called you a pig. Anybody around to hear that? No, but we'll take you for your word. It's amazing, my friends. It's amazing. All right, so Rob Zakari Show, listen to me. We're done. We're out of here. It's been a great evening. It's been a great show. You guys have been great. Don't forget, we'll be here same time tomorrow, 7 p.m. Listen to us on Spreaker. Listen to us on iHeartRadio. Listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. Listen to us on Periscope. Listen to us uh, on uh, our website, therobzakariashow.com, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Later. Peace. Da na 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 na.